हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट सिक्स कंपोनेंट्स ऑफ डिसेंट्रलाइज्ड डेवलपमेंट सोशो इकोनॉमिक एंड पॉलिटिको एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन द ट्रांसफर ऑफ political administrative and financial powers to local government bodies has received attention all over the world in the recent years it has been considered as one of the most important elements in development strategy and has become a major element in the administrative organization of governmental services as a result of enormous increase in the variety number and complexity of functions of the modern state it is a way of mobilizing support for national development priorities by interacting with people at the local level and taking their feedback decentralization is advocated as an important component of policies to improve governance in developing countries and is often regarded as a necessary precondition for socio economic and political development there are two main dimensions of decentralization like socio economic and politico administrative these dimensions reflect in general terms increasing and often sequential stages of progress in achieving the objectives of decentralization as such it becomes important to study in detail these dimensions of decentralization accordingly in this unit we will be focusing on the second component of decentralized development that is socio economic and politico administrative in the first part of the unit we will be dis- discussing the socio economic component in brief as it has already been discussed in detail in last unit and the second part will deal with politico administrative component now let us move to the next point socio economic component of decentralization decentralization cannot be successful until and unless the weaker sections participate in the decision making process keeping this in mind the 73rd and 74th amendment acts provided for reservation to the weaker sections which has been hailed as a radical 
and welcome step. This constitutional guarantee has given adequate opportunity to the women SC, ST and OBC to fight elections and be represented on the ruler and urban bodies. The access of weaker sections to ruler and urban power structure has been ensured legally thereby enlarging the social base of the system. Prior to the constitutional guarantee, the members of the weaker sections hardly made any dent into the power structure. However, the policy of reservation in panchayat and urban bodies has empowered them and given an opportunity to air their grievances and get them cleared through participatory decision-making process. It has provided institutional means for the explicit recognition and representation of the oppressed groups of women and weaker sections. The working of decentralization reveals both negative and positive trends. The negative trends were visible initially, especially where panchayats were headed by SC and ST persons and women. This was because of the fact that most of the members belonging to these groups were found to be illiterate, less articulate and especially inexperienced. In case of SC and ST, initially only those were elected from the reserved constituency who had the patronage of dominant section of the society and therefore functioned like the mouthpiece of those affluent sections in the formal meetings of the PRIs and ULBs. Similarly, after getting elected, women worked under the command and guidance of the males as proxies signing or stamping on the dotted lines. In some cases, it was observed that women representatives belonged to the family of the male panchayat leaders. In some others, it was observed that the males fielded their wives, daughter-in-laws, daughters, nieces, etc to fulfill their own political ambitions. Thus, at the initial stages, the politically powerful made them contest elections for their own political gain. On the other hand, there were some positive trends too. The electoral outcome, especially in case of women, has been quite encouraging in certain cases. Women contested the great confidence 
and only in the reserved constituency but also in general constituencies defeating their male rivals of course such cases were not many but they were not less significant in many cases the percentages of women who got elected to the pris exceeded the reserved quota immediately after the first elections to the pris 43% elected positions in karnataka 38% in madhya pradesh and 35% in west bengal were held by women as a result of this encouraging development former chief minister of orissa shri bizu patnaik asked for 50% reservation for women in the pris in the recently concluded elections in bihar 50% of the seats were reserved for women which is a welcome step in the direction of improving the socio economic status of these sections in case of sc st and obcs almost the same picture is reflected from surveys conducted so far in some states like karnataka orissa andhra pradesh etc their participation was quite effective and they were able to assert their position and powers this happened especially in those cases where the elected representatives were educated and experienced even in case of bihar a large number of lower backwards were elected either as mukhiya or as member of jila parishad in the 2001 elections even without any reservation for them in tamil nadu a number of people from sc community have been selected to various panchayat positions various basic facilities like drinking water road connectivity etc have been provided to the people of this community as a result 90% of them are leading a life of subhuman conditions the sc community leaders and courage self help groups shgs to participate in gram sabha meetings only sc women president herself formed a trust to serve independently to the sc community elected members from the sc and sts are typically assigned responsibility for minor functions in the panchayats such as the social justice committees which are legally required to be headed by a sc representative there are instances where sc leaders have been able to make effective use of these communities committees to block inappropriate decisions or challenge the authority of the dominant caste in part of gujarat 
SC representatives have successfully empowered the social justice committees, but such actions are comparatively rare and usually predicted on sustained mobilization on economic and social issues. The conscientious participation and assertiveness of members and sarpanch, especially women, has already become a legend. For example, in the far-flung villages of Kutch region of Gujarat, most of the village panchayats were headed by young and middle-aged women making determined efforts to overcome caste and functional division in the villages and seeking unity and clearer administration. Puch's study of women in panchayats in the three states of Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan and Uttar Pradesh indicated entry of a significant number of illiterate or just literate women from the socio-economically weaker sections. 41.4% from BPL income households in these institutions. Their participation in the panchayas and related activities as elected representatives is quite encouraging. For example, attendance in panchayat meetings 65.5% efforts to carry their viewpoints in their meetings 42.6%, weekly time devoted to panchayat work 68.6% petitions and problem received 46.1% efforts to attend these problems 34.5% and efforts made to overcome difficulties in their work 42.1% similarly in Pudukotai and Tiruvallu in Tamil Nadu, women's participation in panchayas was quite good. 72% of them attended all meetings fairly regularly, 95% participated in discussions, 63% spoke in community meetings. 63% put forward suggestions and 38% cast votes in meetings. In case of urban local bodies too, men, women, councillors are educated and are actively associated with other women based organizations. They have created a forceful platform for uttering the voice of the deprived woman. For example, in Kolkata, the politically aware councillors have taken up women issues at political level. Many studies have observed that the women councillors besides taking up women's issues 
have taken up issues like construction, repair and maintenance of road, provision for drinking water, sanitation etcetera. Singh's study revealed that the majority of women present their views freely on the council meetings. The general category women present their views more freely in comparison to the backward classes and SCs. In a study of Kela, it was found that the councillors have on their own taken up initiatives for getting the work done. They discuss all the issues with the committee, take up matter individually and contact the appropriate departments in the corporation or municipality regularly and pressurize them to speed up the process so that the work gets done. From the above analysis, it becomes clear that the socio-economic component of decentralized development has been achieved to a large extent through the process of empowerment and reservation of seats for women, SC, ST and OBCs. The above examples and the other examples discussed in detail in the last unit make it clear that the reservation given to women, SC, ST and OBC in PRIs and ULBs have helped them in becoming a part of the governance in their villages and towns or cities in relation to their local needs. It has provided men and women from SC and ST a guaranteed level of representation and a share of leadership positions. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.